There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about sightseeing and a meaty middle about kids who say they did things on accident instead of by accident. And here's a reminder, if you want to read a text version of the podcast, the transcript of each segment is always available online at quickanddirtytips.com. You can search the site or see the most recent posts under the grammar tag, which is under education. And now, on to sightseeing. A listener named Jack Rumpel asked, Why is it sightseeing, S-I-G-H-T, and not sightseeing, S-I-T-E? Aren't you seeing sights? Sightseeing with a G-H-T sounds redundant. That's such a good question, and since summer is peak sightseeing season, it's time for an answer. The two different spellings aren't related etymologically. They have different origins. Sight S-I-T-E comes from words that mean place, and sight with a G-H-T comes from words related to see. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, sight, S-I-T-E, was first used to describe a place where you find a specific thing around 1400. Chaucer was one of the first writers to use it with this line from A Treatise on the Astrolabe. He wrote, quote, Albeit so that from the equinoxial may the declination or the latitude of any body celestial be reckoned after the sight, north or south. Unquote. So that's a lot of big, unfamiliar words, but an astrolabe is an ancient tool for telling time and for figuring out your latitude based on the position of the sun or stars. Chaucer did more than write the Canterbury Tales, and a treatise on the astrolabe was an instruction manual for how to use this celestial tool. In the transcript, I've linked to a neat TED Talk on YouTube explaining how to use one. So that's an interesting little diversion on the way to noting that sight, to mean place, emerged around 1400. But then, about 200 years later, in the 1600s, people started calling neat things you see on vacation sights, S-I-G-H-T-S. Even though this meaning of the spelling of sight didn't emerge until the 1600s, the same word had other meanings much earlier, going back to at least the year 950. Back then, it referred to something remarkable or a spectacle, but not a place or a thing at a place, rather something strange or supernatural. 
Still, you can see how the new meaning could emerge from a remarkable vision people may hope to see, maybe something such as the Northern Lights, to any remarkable thing worth taking a trip to see. Although sight, GHT, is related to the word see, you can see how with this other meaning it's not redundant to talk about sightseeing. It means going to see something remarkable. And in case you were wondering, it was another 200 years after sight took on this meaning when people started using the word sightseeing. Reginald Heber, the Bishop of Calcutta, wrote about morning rides and evening sightseeing. Thanks for the question, Jack. I wish you much happy sightseeing this summer. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. And now, for the meaty middle, I'm going to talk about on accident versus by accident in language change. Some of the most difficult questions I get are from non-native English speakers who want to know why we use a particular preposition in a specific phrase. Why do we say I'm in bed instead of I'm on bed? Do people suffer from a disease or suffer with a disease? Are we in a restaurant or at a restaurant? I'm a native English speaker, so my first thought is usually something like, I don't know why, in bed just sounds right. And sometimes both options are correct. Here's a question that I hear regularly. Hi, Grammar Girl. This is Colm Kennedy from Pleasanton, California. And what is the deal with the term on accident? 
I've always used by accident, and uh, but I've noticed a lot of pretty smart people. Um, I've noticed them using on accident. So, am I wrong? Sometimes when I get questions like this, I can't find anything, and sometimes I can. And I still may not have the answer to the question why, but in this case, I did hit pay dirt. I was lucky enough to find an entire research paper on the topic, published by Leslie Barrett, a professor of linguistics at Indiana State University. According to Barrett's study, use of the two different versions appears to be distributed by age. Whereas on accident is common in people under 40 or so, almost everyone who is older than that today says by accident. It's really amazing. The study is 10 years old now, but if you assume usage hasn't changed in the last 10 years, the results mean that people born after 1995 are more likely to use on, people born between 1970 and 1995 say by accident more often than on accident, but still use on accident a lot too, and then people born before 1970 overwhelmingly prefer by accident. It looks like a directly age-related change in the way people are saying this phrase. So Barrett's study is 10 years old, and it was relatively small, surveying only about 280 people. But I also found some recent evidence that on accident is relatively common among young people. The people at the website 538 made a tool that shows the frequency of words and phrases in more than a billion Reddit comments. It's a lot like how you can search Google Books with Google Ngram, but it's for Reddit. So instead of seeing how words are used in published books, you can see how words are used on the internet, or at least on Reddit. Reddit users tend to be young. 91% are younger than 35. So you'd expect it to be a mix of people who prefer on accident and people who somewhat favor by accident. And what you see is that Reddit commenters use by accident about three times as often as on accident. But that's still a lot of people using on accident. An interesting conclusion from Barrett's paper is that although there are some hypotheses, nobody really knows why younger people all over the U.S. started saying on accident instead of by accident. For example, there's the idea that on accident is parallel to on purpose, but nobody's proven that children all across the country started speaking differently from their parents because they were seeking parallelism. Neil Whitman, a linguist and regular Grammar Girl contributor, speculated that the change could have come from a mishearing of an accident. For example, children mishearing it was an accident as it was on accident. But he also admits that this theory doesn't explain why on accident seemed to suddenly become the norm in people born after 1995. Although I have no proof, I suspect that it must have something to do with nationwide media, since it's such a widespread age-related phenomenon. Barney and Friends started airing about 30 years ago, so maybe it's Barney's fault. Or there have been 19 seasons of Pokemon since 1999, so maybe Pokemon is to blame. If you know of a children's show that uses on accident a lot and fits the timeline, let me know. Although Barrett's study was about spoken English, I did do a Google Ngram search to check how on accident and by accident have been used in published books over the years. 
The use of on accident overall is very low compared to by accident, but it peaked in 1940 and has gradually fallen since. I did see a small but steady decline in the use of by accident since around 1900, but it's hard to say what that means beyond simply stating that it's a trend. Writers seem to be using by accident less often in general. Maybe children are being exposed to it less? But the drop is gradual. It's not something so dramatic that it makes me think children would never read the phrase. At this point, I think all we can really say is that the change is one of those language things that happens sometimes. Finally, although usage guides state that on accident is an error, and Shelley from Texas asked me to do what I can to ban on accident, Barrett found that there's no widespread stigma associated with saying on accident. In addition, it seems to me that as those kids who say on accident grow up, some of whom are even unaware that by accident is an option, let alone the preferred phrase of grown-ups, on accident will become the main accepted phrase. By that time, there won't be enough of us left who say by accident to correct them. And thank you, Tom, for the question. This week actually marks the 10-year anniversary of the Grammar Girl podcast. I came up with the idea 10 years ago in a coffee shop on the beach in Santa Cruz, wrote three ideas for episodes on a napkin, and put the first episode up on iTunes. In some ways, it feels like yesterday, and in other ways, it feels like a lifetime ago. I know there are still some listeners who've been listening since the very beginning, and an extra special hello to you. You amaze me. And if you're a newer listener, you can always find the older episodes by visiting quickanddirtytips.com. Over the years, I've heard from listeners who are on ships and drive trucks, people who have listened while jogging on beaches in exotic locations, listeners in China who are learning English, and so on. And I love to hear these stories. So to mark the occasion, I'd love it if you use the hashtag WhereIListen to let me know where you listen. I'll be checking Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to look for your stories. That's hashtag WhereIListen. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening, and thanks for 10 great years. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland, chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.